Hello and welcome to episode 7 of So Rare Grind. We're back again. This is Joel, aka Afrikiwi, that's my manager name. I'm joined as always by the ever-faithful Jack, also known as Jack Hammond444, his manager name. Jack, how are you going? Uh, pretty good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. The, the game week was a mixed one, but uh, yeah, overall, not too bad. So, But uh, before we get into the game week, so rare news, Jack. Uh, no game week calendar out yet. I know this is something that you were you know, having a bit of a whinge about to me uh, earlier this week, but I agree, it is kind of annoying. Um, what, what's going on? Yeah, super annoying, yeah. Not going to lie, because especially right now with a lot of uncertainty, we have no idea what's happening in 273 in terms of like the prize pools. Uh, again, we're really curious about is 275, what's going to happen there, because mm. um, I've purchased some four laser players um, who are one of t- only two teams that are playing in 275 in the America's division. So, yeah, I'm curious what the prize pools are going to be and um, all that kind of stuff. And previously, I think this is going to be the fourth calendar that they've released since doing the uh, community update. And, yeah, traditionally they released the calendar, like, uh, prior to the next two game weeks. So, for example, we'd probably usually expect the calendar from, like, 273 to maybe, like, 277 or something like that. Um in game week 270, whereas we're in game, we're on the deadline of game week 272 at the time of recording this, and we don't know what's happening in 273. So, yeah, it's super frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it is. It uh, makes it really hard to, well, I guess that's, that's always been the way it has been previously, but it does make it you know, hard to, uh, yeah, really see what's uh, what's going to happen. But um, in other news, um, new legend card announced, Ludovic Julie from uh, Monaco. Do you actually know anything about him? You would have been in, in nappies probably when, when he was playing. Might not have even been nappies to be honest. I don't know. I, I don't know much about him to be honest. Played for uh, AS Monaco as a forward for them. Probably the the least sort of legendy legend we've had thus far, I would say, um, of different legend cards. And you know, I was thinking about the different legend cards in the legend competition, and I've got to say, you know, what is actually the point? of the legend cards and legend competition. Because you know, at this stage, you win legend cards from the legend competition. So it's kind of just like this, this circle of winning players that are kind of only useful for winning those same players again. That doesn't actually have any sort of chance of like, you know, winning Ethereum or, or anything that I'd consider to be like immediate monetary value. Like what's, what's your thoughts on the legend? Legend cards um, I mean, it hasn't, I haven't really given it much attention to be honest, Joel, but, you know, so rare changes all the time and, you know, they're very capable of just clicking their fingers and then giving, you know, legends and, you know, other cards just utility just like that all of a sudden, right? Mm. So it's interesting. Uh, you know, who knows what they're going to do to like the price pool in the future? Uh, yeah, it's a good point. But right now I'm very similar to you. I just don't really see any point in that. You know, I think it's just more beneficial just to put my attention towards the other divisions. Hmm. May well be a, a reasonable opportunity um, for picking some up for those that have perhaps a bit more in the way of funds, given the sort of the initial hype of the Legends Challenge has faded. Like, saw some of the Legend cards, you know, just shoot up and price off that um, announcement. Um, you know, when they had that big announcement with the the new MLS cards and, and whatnot. Um, and yeah the, yeah, the prices for those legend cards did jump quite a bit, but since then I think it's tailed off a bit. Um, so yeah, who knows? Could be a could be a good time to be buying them. Jack, game week two seven one. How'd you go? Um, I think it was okay. Uh, I mean, pretty heartbroken with some of the results. My best result from the game week was my specialist, which um, I was pretty optimistic for. So um, I ended up. I'm looking right now. I think all the Games are complete, and I'm in 86th currently. Uh, and in order to receive a rare reward, I needed to finish in the top 33, and I think that would have got me a tier two rare. But if I finished in the top 10, uh, I could have finished uh, with a tier one uh, rare reward, which would have been great for somebody with my budget. But I finished 86th, which is currently a tier two limited. 
Um, and I'm just looking at my ISO 5 results just to see how close I was to that rare because, uh, yeah, it did come down to the last day, I think. Um, yeah, I was, I was very close. So I finished on 290 points or so. Um, and it says here I was 22 points away from a tier 2 rare. And um, I was very fortunate with some of my players. I, uh, Moises, who plays for the Laser, um, they played Allianz Lima um, from Peru in the Libertadores, and he scored a goal, which was great. And he was one of my L1540 players. And I had a all-sun stack who did very well, um, Kim Young-Guan and Joe Hyun-Woo, who kept a clean sheet and had a lot of positions. So Guan got a big, pretty big score. But um, unfortunately, um, Ki Soon Young didn't start the game against Gangwon for Seoul, which really, really sucked because he's the captain for Seoul. He very regularly starts it. Can't remember the last time he didn't start, to be fair. And they got punished for it. Uh, you know, Gangwon won one nil, where Seoul had been dominating the past few fixtures. So pretty annoyed about that. And I think kind of deserved it for disrespecting Gangwon. So... Yeah, I think he definitely could have got like a 60. He ended up only getting a 37.3 off the bench, which isn't bad, to be fair, because he only played half a game. He got an all-round score of like 12. Just missed out on double-double, so there was another four points that I missed out on, but there's what it is. And Mulet only got 51 minutes against uh, Suwon team, who tend to leak quite a few goals. Um, fortunately, he couldn't get a decisive, but yeah, pretty frustrating with the selling man manager. Same old, same old. Um, but yeah, just missed out on that rare award, which was kind of getting in. All the other lineups for me were... Pretty average. Um, if you really want to see, you can just search up my uh, name on Sorry Data, Jack Hammond, if you want to look through my yeah, survival results of this game week. But don't forget yeah, the 444. Four. Yeah, 444. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Joe? Yeah, overall, um, an interesting game week. I think couldn't believe the number of last minute goals in the game week for starters. It started off very frustratingly, you know, picked the Sioux on Blue Wings. Um, defensive stack had picked up uh, Bolthouse, Boltwees, um, Davey in uh, my rear team. And um, yeah, they were undone by a uh, shocking last minute penalty. Um, just terrible defensive decision. And uh, so where I would have been winning uh, a reward an underdog would have only been a tier three, but um, ended up missing out because of that lost clean sheet. It cost me about 55 points. I worked out with my three Suwon Bluings players and underdog, but had a little bit of success um, in Champion Asia, finishing uh, with 355.86 points for a tier two limited. Um, I'll talk a bit about that in a moment, but then also uh, Champion America finishing uh, with 321.99 points, enough for a probably sort of lowish end tier three. It's not going to be a particularly valuable card. Um, but the, yeah, the tier two um, Asia reward should be all right. Um, yeah, just again, some similar frustrations and, um, you know, some couple of DMPs and a couple of poor performances, but uh, all up to, uh, yeah, to escape the game week with two rewards. Yeah, um, a pass mark. Uh, in my view. Um, now, Jack, who was your hero of the game week? Um, I think it's going to be Moses. He, you know, was my F1540 player and scored a goal, created a few chances, could have had an assist there too, I reckon. So, uh, yeah, pretty thankful for him. Um, pretty much clutching a tier two limited for me. Could have been more if he scored maybe a, you know, 85 plus, but um yeah, pretty stuck with his performance. He was definitely the hero of the game week, pretty much. Um, yeah, he was the standout, I thought. So pretty happy with him. How about you? Oh, for me, Kasper Junker. Um, and we talked about, was it the last pod we talked about him? We've talked about him in a few well, pods, I think. We've talked about him a couple yeah. of times. Um, well, he really backed up that, uh, <laughs> that talk with a hat trick. Uh, I think my first ever player to get a hat-trick, possibly first ever player to get two decisives in a game, I think. Um, or, or more than two decisives. Uh, he was uh, lethal for Udawa Reds at home against Yokohama Marinos um, in a great second half. Blumen invoking the spirit of, of Liverpool from uh, Istanbul 2005. 3-0 uh, down at halftime, came back for a 3 all draw. Um, young guy, Akuba, off the bench getting two assists. Um, to to set him up, but yeah, really great, like lethal one on one finishes. Um, uh, he has to start the next game at home to 
uh, also very high on the table, Kashima Antlers, you'd have to think surely, but and there's like five or six draws in a row for Urawa now. Um, so they need to start winning because they're low on the table, but don't think that position um, really represents but their, their quality. But yeah, had had two two uh, Junkers um, in, so one in Champion Asia, which has got what got me there over the line as the captain, and uh, one in the goalkeeper weekly, which was an opportunity must, given he wasn't my captain and I had a DNP in that lineup. But definitely my hero of the game week. But Jack, who was your zero of the game week? Uh, I think either Kisa Young or Mulich, to be fair, the only down in specialist big time. You know, just a decisive from Mulich or a start from Kisa Young probably would have meant I would have got a rare. Can, is, I argue, be... can I make an argument here that it's sure. not that they aren't the zero of the game week, that it's actually either Kim Namil, the Song manager, or uh, I can't remember the sole manager's name, but the sole manager for. Uh... Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty disappointed with some of the, you know, managers and the decision making in some of these mm. alternative leagues that we've been watching. You know, uh, I think, like, I mean, I don't know if alternative leagues is the right word, but, you know, traditionally watching the Premier League. Maybe insulting the to, to some. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be, but, like, I seriously, like, I mean, you know, again, not we're not managing the NFL, but, yeah. you know, you do question some of the decision making that they, they are making. And I know they obviously have a lot more information than we do about such, certain situations, but, yeah, like, it, it does frustrate me, you know. I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it's just annoying, really, really annoying. Eh? Like, you just question some of the things. Like, we were saying with John Buck, you know, they're, what they're trying to do, just it's not really effective. It's not really working for them. And then you see, um, yeah, like the Soul game, like, they're just completely disrespecting gang one and they got punished for it, right? Like, I just don't know why. Like, I, I, maybe Keith Young's tired or whatever, but they're starting a pretty inexperienced center back. But they so easily could just start Keith Young, sort out. I don't know. Just don't really get the logic, but hey, that's what it is. Yeah, sorry, you, you said centre back, but you mean uh, I think you meant C- um, CDM, didn't you? Yeah, well, Osmar was playing CDM, so you know. Um, was he? Yeah, he, well, he started the game at CDM, but, um, and then they had two centre backs, uh, Lee Kian Bum, and, uh, oh, and right. then the inexperienced player playing centre back. Well, not, not right. necessarily inexperienced, but he hadn't been regularly starting for so. Yep. So he, the inexperienced quote-unquote, centre-back, came off for Kisi Young and then also gotcha. centre-back in the second half. So, uh, okay. yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think he was, you know, the, the quote-unquote inexperienced centre-back did a bad job because I didn't watch the first half. I'm not too sure. But, you know, like, I think you just want to play your best lineup. Like, Seoul really need the points right now. And, I mean, hmm. you just got to put your limitless players on the pitch if they've been healthy, right? So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, my zero of the game week has to be Go Myung Seok, the defender from Suwon Bluings. He came on, gave away a penalty like an idiot. Just stupid sliding tackle. Um, either Ming Sangi or um, Bolthouse would have had the the attacker covered. He was going wide-ish. Would have had a, had a chance, but just a dumb sliding tackle challenge to uh, to ruin the start of, of, uh, of the game week. So, uh, he, uh, he's my zero, and he might as well be in the rubbish bin as well. But uh, we haven't got him in the rubbish bin segment because a few candidates this week. <laughs> All right, well, we'll jump into uh, to well a new segment that I call Data Time because I quite enjoy the data and being quite analytical. Um, and I just thought there's actually some, some things that I've been thinking about a bit and wondering uh, what the or what the data says um so like looking just at game week 271 um of the different competitions jack what would you predict was oh you've actually got the notes in front of you don't you okay uh so which competition do you think was um the disproportionately easy oh specials my absolute mile definitely like that's one that comes to mind do you mean in this game week where there were 300 rewards available? Yeah, game week 271. Yeah. Yeah, I think specialists for sure. I mean, I don't know what was required to finish in the like 300th position. I'm assuming it was probably uh, like 240 points. Like, it's not much. You know, if you're having five players, you know, playing mm-hmm. full 90 minutes, um, yeah. you know, I think the likelihood of you getting that is, you know, super, super high. And I don't think it required 
you know, a considerable amount of money to earn a reward. Like, and if you compare it to, you know, the mainstream divisions like All Star Asia, um, I think it's really challenging to, you know, finish with the anything above a tier two. Um, you know, I, I I got 290 points in my specials team with Mulich, not one of my forwards, only scoring a 35, and Keith Young scoring a 37. And then my three other players, like I only had one decisive action. Um, well, two if you include Joe Hyun Woo's clean sheet hmm. in my whole team, and I nearly finished with a rare reward. Like, yeah. it's got to be specials. Yeah, I mean, in terms of value, I'd agree. I mean, yeah, it was it was um, one of the easier specialist game weeks we've seen, I think. As um, not the easiest that we've seen, but one of the easier ones. Um, the one that did, that I had in mind though was under 23. It was actually you're only needing about 240 points in under 23 to to win a reward. And I was looking through the data, and it is actually very easy to win midweek rewards in under 23 if you've got obviously an under 23 keeper that's playing in midweek games. So something I, I've um, certainly going to look out for in future game weeks is what uh, what leagues regularly have midweek games and you know which of those leagues have under 23 three keepers because under 23 midweek you know you usually only need like 250 240 230 heck there's even 194 points needed in game week 263 that's just laughably low um, and the last time that you needed a score of like over 250 and under 23 to win a reward. Uh, we're going back to game week 255, where there was only 20 rewards <laughs> that week. Uh, must have been, I think, an international break or something. Um, so, and then prior to that, game week 251. But um, yeah, un- under 23 goes from being like a quite a tough competition on the weekend. You know, you're needing like 300 points plus weekends, but midweek, you're, n- you're not actually needing much. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, the uh, underdog uh, competition was a bit tougher than expected too. Um, I think I called that it would only require a score about 255 and it's actually required about 275. So um, I don't know whether perhaps it was uh, just it's a bit, bit more awareness of the um, you know, of how to play underdog or, or the, the value in underdog, but um, that came out a bit tougher than expected. Looking ahead to game week 272, um, we've got lower rewards um, in uh, Global All-Star and in Under-23 than we've had in the last couple of weekends. Not sure if you noticed that, Jack, but um, I think they're going to be pretty tough. And Asia as well. Uh, I don't really, I mean, certainly I'm going to be putting my weakest team um, in Asia because, um, you know, last uh, on the game week 270 and 268, um, same number of rewards as we have this year. Very uh, this this year this game week. I mean, uh, very similar number of cards usable. Same number of games. You know, teams playing. So very very similar kind of game weeks. Uh, in 268, you needed 328 in order to win a reward. Uh, in 270, you needed over 360, which was insane, in order to win a reward. So, you know, th- that's anything to go by. Probably going to see somewhere in the middle of that maybe 335, 340, something like that, in order to win a reward, which I just think that's way too competitive. Um, Very, very tough to um, to win a decent reward. So um, I think perhaps they need to expand the number of rewards available in Asia, um, which would also get more people playing that league, I think, too. Um, Got any thoughts on that, Jack? Yeah, I think Asia's a weird one because I think, I mean, I don't have the data with me, but... um, I think I can tell from comparing to other divisions that Asian players just score higher. Um, to be honest, like that's what I'm experiencing anyway. When I'm comparing, you know, um, you know, the MLS, uh, Brazilian Serie A, and those other Americans leagues and Challenger Europe, even like apart from the top top teams in Challenger Europe, you know, they don't score nearly as well as even some of these mid-table teams or even, you know, relegation tender teams. In Asia, like the Asian teams just score way better from my experience. I don't know what that is, but that's just what I have witnessed. I don't know if you have, feel like the same about that, Joel. But. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not actually too sure, but you know what, Jack? You've uh, given some, <laughs> some potential content for, for the next uh, data time is, uh, you know, which which leagues have actually had um, high average scores? 
Because I, I mean, my, my impression is that the Asia leagues, it's tough to have good scoring forwards. I think in general, the forwards don't score as well, but I think the defenders score really well um, on average. But I could just be biased in that because you know, it is the league that we, we tend to play the most in at this point in time. Um, so yeah, I'd be interested to, to see. Yeah. Also, a bit of a side note. I know you were discussing under twenty three and its value it represents. I'm actually looking at some under twenty three keepers right now because you know there's a lot of uncertainty with the game weeks coming up. But um, quite soon, you know, we have game week two, seven, three, um, and I'm on sorry data player rankings, and I'm um, just filtering under twenty three eligible keepers that have played at least two games in the last fifteen, and there's only four options, um, and they are uh, Go Hitano, who is a sub to Slowick, so he's most likely not going to play. Uh, he plays for FC Tokyo. Um, and I've got uh, Kasuki Osako, who's the mm-hmm. San Fuche Hiroshima keeper. So he's, you know, one that's going to play. Uh, Zion Suzuki, he probably won't play because he's the backup to Shusaku Nishikawa. Um, and Kosei Tani. So they're the only four, like, under 23 eligible keepers that have played two games in the last 15. So most likely only two of them are going to start. So when we get the prize yeah. pool or the survey calendar, we'll see, you know, if under 23 is a good option in game week 273. Because there are only actually two eligible keepers well, yeah. that are most likely going to start and play and score. I, so. I suspect it may be one of those um, pretty low number of reward game weeks, but it could be one of those ones where you know submitting a DNP keeper is actually worthwhile. Um, yeah, because to come up every now and then. I don't know if you have the data draw one, um, one but I can't remember. You know what is like the been the lowest under twenty three price pool like ever? Probably like three hundred cards still. Um, no, I mean, the, the lowest has been uh, we've had, we had twenty in Gamic two five five. Twenty for under twenty three. Yep, twenty for that game week. Two five five. There must be absolutely no one playing. There was one hundred and thirteen usable under twenty three cards. <laughs> That's including subs wow. and reserves. So it would have been an international game week, I think. Um, yeah, and then in two five six they um, they bumped up the number of rewards to a hundred. And there were not too many more players playing. And so that was when there was a minimum score of 180.6 required, which yeah. uh, very doable. Um, there's been some pretty uh, wacky game weeks in under 23 in the past. The, the second ever under 23 game week, uh, only a score of 31.63 was required, <laughs> which must have been soon after the limited cards originally came out because there were three consecutive game weeks of ridiculously low scores, sub 100 needed. Uh, since then, it's been a couple sort of 170s, 180s. There was a 93.81 required in game week 235 with 60 rewards. So those those small reward game weeks can sometimes be very, uh, very profitable uh, or they can be ridiculously difficult. Um, it tends to go one, you know, to one of the extremes. Um, so, yeah, it could be a, a really good um, DNP keeper, um, you know, one to enter. Who knows? Um, but uh, on the data front, um, I've been quite interested to see just because obviously I think, well, for those of us that are familiar with SoRare are, are aware of how much of a, a bell curve really, um, or an exponential curve actually, that um, the cards in SoRare represent where you've got quite a heavy proportion you know, that are super cheap um, cards and then quite a very small minority worth sort of the bulk. Um, and I know that SoRare have been trying to do some things to kind of smooth out that so it's not as extreme. Um, and, uh, you know, the underdog was was a great um, initiative to improve that. Um, but, yeah, I, I ran the numbers through SoRare data just to, to um, get an idea. Um, and came up with some pretty uh, interesting figures. So um, of uh, all of this, there's, there's about 7,053 limited cards in the game in total, um, whether that's, you know, uh, whether they've got that player has one card or, or several hundred, um, there's yeah, 7,053 different cards. Um, of all of those cards, 1.72% didn't sell in the past month. Uh, of those cards, uh, the 7,053, um, 17.6% of them, so 1,242 sold for 10 bips or less on average over the last month. 
So what's that, about two, three US dollars? I mean, at what, what point do you kind of consider a card to be worthless, Jack? To be effectively worthless, like 10 bips or? Um, I mean, yeah, anything under 10 bips is just like yeah. pretty much worthless. From my point of view, probably, yeah. And uh, an interesting stat <laughs> here is that essentially uh, you, one, someone could have bought all 1,242 cards for about less than the price of one Mbappe. <laughs> wow. So you've got like 1,200 odd players combined worth less than just one Mbappe. Um, <laughs> which I thought was pretty crazy. 50% um, of all limited cards sold at an average price of 35 bips or less. So it was almost smack bang, 50%. Um, so a decent, decent chunk of the cards are actually quite cheap and limited. And then you've got 76% of all cards at an average price of 100 bips or less. Um, only the top 1% of cards sell for 1,400 bips or more. So it is a, you know, quite a steep curve. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll post some of the data on Twitter so people can, can have a look at it. But I thought it'd be really interesting to track that over time to see because um, I guess my suspicion is that over time, um, more and more cards are kind of going to, un unless I reactively does something to, uh, to support utility of those uh, cards that many kind of currently deem to be effectively worthless or near worthless, um, unless I read, you know, really um, creates or helps to inspire some utility. Um, in them, then you know I think you're going to increasingly see some of that that middle ground uh, move towards the worthless end as well over time. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting to, to every week just track the um, yeah the the rolling monthly um, average prices and, and just in the different different categories and see see how it changes over time. So anyway, that's that'll be part one and a perhaps a bit of a you know um, monthly update or every few weeks kind of update. Um, and as, as part of that, um, you know, I've talked to you, Jack, I thought it'd be really cool. Like it's obviously underdogs, a really great league. Um, I don't know that it goes quite far enough in addressing some of those discrepancies between like the low end and the high end. Um, and also that sort of progression path for newbies. I mean, the, the goalkeeper specials kind of intended to do that a little bit, but an L15 of 55 is still so tough for, for newbies to, I think, adequately compete in. My view is that they should run super sub competition, L15 of like 30 or 35. So it's, you know, um, really giving some of those like players that come off the bench some use. What's your thoughts on if they would run something like that? I mean, I'd be all for it considering my budget. It would definitely appeal to someone like me and, um, I'd absolutely be all for that. Pretty much any new division that they bring out and there's limitations to what score is required is probably great just because it increases the likelihood of me being able to compete um, and not have an unfair advantage, not giving other players or AKA Wales an unfair advantage. Um, so yeah, I'd be all for that, of course. <laughs> That'll sound pretty fun. So if we look ahead to game week 272, um, Jack, take us away. What does is, what is your game week 272 look like? Uh, I think it's pretty similar to 271, how kind of structured it. Again, I'm pretty excited about my specials team. Um, I'm just navigating to my teams right now. I actually have seven teams uh, lined up, hoping to maybe get eight teams by the end of the deadline. Um, I'm hoping that maybe I can put together my uh, first ever red threshold um, team, mm. see, if, see if I can put it together. But it's going to be pretty tough right now. I'm still waiting on a few players to sell, um, some pretty expensive players to sell that I'm trying to flip on. But... See how that goes. But anyway, um, currently my special team looks like this. Where is my special team? Um, so I go along with Kisu Young. I think he's going to start this game. Hopefully he does. Um, he's playing Song at home. So I'm just thinking, so we'll have all the position and yep. just rack up like 100 million passes and get a 60 plus score. I think he's capable of that. So yeah, I've gone with that. And uh, my defensive stack, uh, which I'm going for again last week, I went with Olsan defensive stack. But now I'm going with the Consadole defensive stack. They're playing Jubilo Iwata, and I've gone with uh, Sugeno, their keeper, and Fukumori. Takes all the set pieces for um, 
uh, constant away. So they're playing away against Jubilo, and Jubilo do have a pretty good goal scoring record. I think uh, Suzuki, I think his name is, he scored like so many goals for Jubilo. So hopefully he doesn't do it against Consadole. But um, I think, you know, those two are pretty capable, um, especially if Consadole get a clean sheet. Maybe Fukumura can get a assist somehow, rather. Um, so yeah, those are my premium players. And then I've got Junior Santos, who is the forward for Sembrice Hiroshima. Um, so yeah, buzzing about him. I think he's got a really low like alpha team score for some reason. Probably um, it's coming off the bench at the start of the season, I'm assuming. I don't know, but I think he's got a pretty good fixture against uh, Kyoto Sanga, I think. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully he can get a decisive too. Uh, and at the moment, I have Lucas Lima in there, who is a uh, Florida Laser player who scored a 96 um, in game with 2-7-1. However, I'm not sure if I'm going to put him in there because I think he is at risk of rotation because he played the full 90 in 2-7-1. Um, so he was my other Alpha Team 40 option because his Alpha is like, Sorry, his L15 is like 35. But I'm thinking I'm going to swap that out, him out for. Um, but I'm not too sure who for. It could be another maybe like Florida Laser player because I've picked up a few of them um, who I might discuss soon. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, still, decided on, still deciding on that special option. Uh, yeah, I, I think Underdog is somewhat competitive. But yeah, I picked up lots of Florida Laser players. I've got a Florida Laser stack for my um, Miracles team this week because Florida Laser have a bunch of game weeks i think they're literally playing every single game week until 280 um which is unreal because there's not a lot of um you know teams playing from now till 280 because there's an international break so excited about that uh i put away a throwaway under 23 team but um so yeah not worth discussing that but i'm trying to flip on a few other players too um so we'll see how that goes but yeah totally relate yep really like the look of fortaleza yeah, so for me, um, really excited about specialists this week. I think it's probably my one of my best ever specialist teams. Yeah, famous last words, but um, we've got Osyung Hoon in goal for Daegu. Uh, Gangwon uh, away to Daegu. Gangwon have a pretty poor goal-scoring record, particularly away from home. Uh, and I'm hoping that Daegu can finally get another a clean sheet in there. They are on the rise a bit, and uh, they have a fairly good fixture list um again yes uh the um target Seongnam. i've got uh two players from seoul i've picked up kim jin ya as a fullback for seoul uh one of their fullbacks so they tend to kind of have three and they rotate a little bit the uh, the third guy is out uh because of uh, five yellow cards got his fifth one in the last game so he's gonna miss this one uh, and uh, yeah, Kim Jin-ya seems to offer a bit more att- uh, on offense than Lee Tae-siok, who's on the other side, does. Uh, and yeah, he was my L15, uh, 40 and under player, as well as Kasper Jonka, who still <laughs> passes an L15, 40 and under player. Probably one of the best in the game, I think. Um, or most expensive <laughs> in the game, perhaps, um, with where he's selling. So uh they're at home to Kashima Antlers. Will not be an easy game. Uh, but I think, um, well, you've just got to back him after scoring a hat-trick. Uh, my other sole player is Osmar. And, uh, well, classified as midfielder, plays more like a defender. Uh, could put Kissing in there, but uh, I've put gone for Osmar. And uh, my extra player being Chungwon of Jeju, who are at home to Suwon Blue Wings, who have been... Pretty rubbish on the road. Poor goal scoring record on the road. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a really solid lineup. Um, some, some similar themes and an underdog. Um, bit of frustration over goalkeeper going for the Suwon goalkeeper, but not actually sure who's going to start. Could be one, one of three. So, kind of waiting to see on that. That, that probably is a bit of a DNP risk there. But um, yeah, fielding of throw under twenty three lineup semi-throwaway challenger Europe lineup could possibly um, go well there if I get fortunate on most starts. America's looking good, quite a mix there. Um, some players that picked up for uh, the upcoming game weeks. Um, Asia's a solid lineup, but not really expecting much because I think it's going to be very, very competitive. Uh, and yeah, the rest act just hunting for um, a bit of a bit of a th- Ethereum threshold, but yeah, particularly hopeful on that specialist team, but 
uh, inevitably it'll probably be something like the Asia team that, that I don't expect anything out of that ends up doing the, the best. It often seems to, to happen uh, that you, you do well out of the team that you kind of just haven't picked it. Um, but yeah, I think like you, Jack, excited for the, the game week ahead. Um, speaking of those game weeks ahead, you, you alluded to Jack um, on the international break coming up and you know, that coinciding with the end of most most seasons or you know, all the European leagues that are covered. Um, and what are your thoughts on the, on the international break ahead and strategy? Like, have you been picking anyone up? Um, I haven't picked up anyone from any international teams. Uh, I think traditionally uh, over the international break, unless they're like really top tier players for their country and um, you know, one of the say top three players, they tend to get rotated a fair bit. So I, I think I'm just going to opt um, for just like primarily focusing on uh, Ford Laser and just following them a lot. So um, I've actually just bought, um, well, I'm, I don't know if bought's the right word, but I subscribed. I think that's the best word to Sorry Brazil's Patreon because I know that he's like very highly respected in the Sorry community. Um, and yeah, I watched Ford Laser's game in 2001 because I picked up Moises for my special scene. So I watched that. And yeah, I think um, they have a lot of potential. They haven't won a game in their domestic league thus far. And they could progress to the knockout stages of the Libertadores. So yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty keen to just follow them um, for the time being, maybe build a rare threshold um, stack of, of their team. Um, and yeah, hopefully they perform really well and their um, price goes up a lot of value because I, I think there will be a lot of demand for them uh, if people are wanting to play during the you know, international break, I guess, or from 274 to 280, where there are no Asian League games. Um, I think there's very little MLS games too. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be my strategy. And maybe I'll also pick up some uh, Sierra. I think that's how you pronounce the job. Sierra. 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 Yeah, because they're, they're playing in 275 against Fortaleza, and they're the only America's um, teams playing in that, that game. So maybe I'll look into Sierra. 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 Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Fortal Laser is like my primary focus right now. How about you, Joel? Uh, before it jumps to me, Jack, I've got a, a question for you on Fortal Laser. Okay. Uh, are you going to catch them all? <laughs> well, I've caught one of them so far, and his name is uh, Pikachu. <laughs> Yago Pikachu, bro. Yeah, I don't know. It, he actually he looks like a Pikachu. I don't know if you watched yeah, the game, but it's just like so hilarious. Like Pikachu. He, he was good. I mean, his parents must have been like huge Pokemon fans or something. Like, <laughs> that's just not a Brazilian name. Um, it's just not <laughs> like um, that's that's such a bizarre one. Um, but kind of cool. It's kind of up there with uh, was that guy he he was at. I can't remember what team he was at, but Yaya Banana. Um, I think they're <laughs> from uh, Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire. Um, I always always remember that one. Thought that was a pretty cool name, but Yago Pikachu, man, that's that's up there. Um, but yeah, just just the the, the absolute uh, hilarity of uh, you know cheering on, go Pikachu, go uh, in a football game. Oh, it's yeah, it's hilarious. Pretty great. Yeah, I also like um, Fortaleza. Um, picked up a couple. So Rio obviously likes them. I picked up um, Felipe and uh, literally. Day or two later, my reward for uh, game week 270 was Felipe as well. Um, also picked up a few from Seara and Cuiabá and uh, America uh, Gerais, uh, Minas Gerais. Um, no, America Minero, also known as Minas Gerais. Um, picked up their 40-year-old keeper um, and, yeah, picked up some of those um, SARR forwards, Stephen Mendoza is looking pretty good for them. Um, Vina is a midfielder for them. I uh, was buying him up, fortunately didn't buy him because he got injured. And so I picked up Zeroberto, who was very cheap. Um, he was on the came on for Vina when he got injured and he got a sit, an assist. Although I note that I think a lot of the fans don't particularly like him. They don't really rate him. Um, but they've got a... Um, Another forward who has been out injured and was looked really good at his former club last year. I think his name's Peixoto. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll see how how he goes. Um, and then yeah, Runison uh, I picked up from uh, uh, well 
He's actually, I think, still technically owned by Arsenal, but um, as uh, the Iceland keeper, he was pretty cheap. Uh, but yeah, really be interesting. I mean, tough to know until we see um, who, uh, not who, but uh, what is given away by Saria. You know, what's what are the rewards for the those game weeks? Um, because that's going to really inform whether I think I, I bother to actually put a team in or I just take the take the money that people are paying for for getting cards that are usable. So, Twitter giveaway. Um, thanks to uh, those that retweeted and followed and um, voted on the polls. Um, yeah, as I previously said, that Twitter team uh, was unsuccessful, but we're still going to give away some cards. So I thought um, we would um, con conduct the draw during this podcast. Um, I will be taking a screenshot of the of the winner and copy of their page. So if you're listening to this and you try and fake their account, that's not going to work. I've uh, I've uh, got you covered. Um, so the uh, the first uh, card that we are going to give away uh, is the one that uh, we tweeted about, which is Lee Chang Yong. Had actually a fairly good game last uh, game, Jack. Got a 63, I think it was. Um, yeah, not bad. But yeah, solid uh, solid underdog option in my view. All right, so uh, we've got some got the uh, tweets loaded. Um, without further ado, let's pick a winner. Uh, and it is uh, at I think Dries is how it's pronounced. D R one three S S. Dries. Um, Congrats. I saw you actually voted on quite a few of the polls uh, and you are still following us, which is good for your sake. Otherwise, you would not have won. Um, all right. And we'll uh, do another draw in a second. All right. Next card we're giving away is um, admittedly not a particularly expensive one. Here's a, a backup option, but hey, it's a free card. Uh, and that's Park Byung Hyun. Uh, I used him a little bit in the Asia Champions League games. So we will just conduct the draw for that one also. Alrighty. And the winner is Soraya Coccolino. Pretty sure I saw uh, their likes and retweets on a couple of those posts as well. So well done to you. Um, Please, for both of you guys, get in contact with us uh, on Twitter, and we can arrange to have that sent to you. Uh, I will uh, do another couple of draws in a second, but before I do those draws, Jack, who have you got as a spicy deal for us this week? Oh, spicy deal. Um, I don't know if I'm an individual player, but I think Portal Laser is just really appealing. Some of the prices have gone up after their successful result against uh, Allianz Lima and the Libertadores. Mm, I think, actually, another team um, that I will shout out is Shimizu Espos. They've got, I think, two consecutive home games, and they have three pretty uh, decent fixtures coming up on paper. And I think some of their players are just really good value. Um, Shimizu Espos, let me just have a look. Um, they're playing Nagoya at home uh, tomorrow in game week 272. I think it's a great fixture. I, I picked up um, Gonda, the keeper, who's like narrow as can be. He's the Japan international um, keeper. And I've got uh, Yoshimori Suzuki, who's like the, the regular um, yeah, center back for Shimizu. He's scored pretty well the past five games. Um, and I also picked up Tetsuda, who I think is a really interesting option. I just saw that um, Matsuyama on Sori Sharp disposed of his predicted lineups and he gave Tetsuda an 80% likelihood to start. Uh, his, he started the last three. I don't know what the story is with Valdo, who's been playing some games at center back for Shimizu Espos, but Tetsuda has an alpha team of 39, so he's eligible for specialists, and I'm thinking he might actually be my specialist player. Um, and his alpha five is 59. And he gets Nagoya at home. Um, it's a pretty good fixture, and even if they can see, he could be capable of scoring at 60-plus scoring. And, Maybe he does start that is, but um, 
yeah, that's no, was given an eighty percent like new sale, which is pretty good. It's like I think he's like five bucks. Like it's crazy. So yeah, I'm very tempted to put him in my specials, and I think he's great value. Yeah, and Thiago Santana, I mean another good shout. I think he's capable of scoring. Um, he's pretty good value. Um, they also got Ronaldo. Uh, I don't know his first name, but he's pretty good. He scored pretty well. He's pretty cheap. He's the real Ronaldo. Yeah, the real Ronaldo. Cristiano is just a fraud. Yeah, playing him with the Shimizu is false. And even like Kalinos Jr., he's pretty good. Uh, he's um, past the ITS, but yeah, and they've got like uh, Rion Yamahara, who's the fullback. He scored pretty well for an under 23 player. I don't know. I think they have good fixtures. I just saw in 263, they're playing SC Tokyo at home, which is a pretty good fixture at the moment. Um, yeah, a bit depleted. I don't know if Morishika will be back for that game, but um, regardless, they're playing at home. And they've had a bit of success at home, Shinizu as well. So, well, I think they play like Shonen Belmer and they smack them 4 1 at home. Oh, no, that was actually away. But, it was away. Um, okay, maybe I. Don't know what I'm talking about, apparently. Don't. Uh, <laughs> I think they have been all right at home, but yeah, they've typically been fairly mm, so, poor on the road. Have not been bad defensively. Yeah, so I don't know. Fortaleza and Shimizu is possible. I'm looking at them. Sorry, take that. That's the shout. Too much time there, That's yeah. right. Well, I did another draw, and unfortunately for you, Simple Dude 81, you're not following us on Twitter. So, <laughs> man, you miss out. That was for uh, for Komyung Jun, who's a. Uh, backup player for Ulsan, so it's going to someone else instead. Um, so Rare All-Stars. Um, at So Rare All-Stars, you are the winner of provided you're still following us. If you're not, let's see. Yep, you're following us. So, that's three, and now the final one for uh, Lee Yong-Rae, who's a midfielder for Daegu, um, often comes off the bench for them. It's interesting, a number of people that retweeted didn't also like the tweet, or a number of people that liked the tweet didn't retweet it. Missed out. All right. Saria Benzema, nine. Yes, I saw, I think this guy liked and retweeted all six um, posts. So there you go, deserving winner. Um, so Rhea Benzema, assuming you're still following us, let's check. Yes, you are. You are our winner of Lee Yong Ray. So, yep, for the four of you, that's Dries, Surrey Cucolino, Surrey All-Stars, and Surrey Benzema. Man, real theme of uh, Surrey and the name. There's some real, <laughs> real committed Surrey players there, <laughs> three of the four. Uh, you guys are our winners. Um, for this giveaway. We will give away some more stuff in future and some better cards as well. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Uh, my spicy deal this week, uh, Lim Jong-un, starter centre-back for Ulsan. Uh, I picked him up for 60 bips just recently. I think his price has been going up and up. I meant to pick him up a day or two ago where he was quite a bit cheaper. He seems to be back from injury. Um, for a starting centre-back for the, the top 10 in the league, cheapest chips. Enough said, that's my view. Uh, Jack, the rubbish bin. We'll finish up with the rubbish bin. Have you got anyone for the rubbish bin this week? Because I've got I've got some. Uh, you go, bro. You go. Well, for starters, uh, the ref from the Incheon game. Um, Ross, if you're if you're um, listening to this, I'm sure you'll be uh, nodding in agreement vigorously. Um, he was fuming with the uh, with the ref in that game. Um, barely any fouls given um, against them. Uh, no yellow cards given against them. Tons of uh, fouls given against uh, Daegu in that game. Uh, it was a pretty soft penalty, in my view. Some might agree, but uh, might disagree rather. But um, I think it was a pretty soft penalty that he gave um, Incheon for the for the equaliser right near the end of the game. The other thing, other uh, it's not actually a player or a person. Um, What's well, actually a collective group of people? Pohang Steelers. What are you doing with your chance? Like I don't know. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you're a Pohang Steelers fan, I'm sorry because your chance have got to be the worst in the K League. Like, I've never heard a worse series of football chants songs in my life. Like, it it, it sounded like um, a like a just a bunch. Well, it probably was a bunch of drunk men um, 
you know, just kind of like droning on. There was, there was nothing musical about it. And there was this kind of these whistles like randomly throughout it as well, like terrible. <laughs> just, it was actually painful to listen to. I don't know if you saw the game or listened to any of it, Jack, but I was just, and there was lots of clanging, like, you know, got these cymbals and gongs and whatever. And none of it just really worked musically. It kind of, it's like, it's like, uh, uh, if you gave like a three-year-old like a set of drums and something and they just kind of decided to hit everything that's that's kind of effectively um you know what it sounded like um they need some lessons from Sue on Blurings fans who have probably the best chance and just about um well at least probably the whole k-league if not one of the best in world football there you go i'll be as make make as um much of a statement and much as a of a hot take um, as to say that, I thought So I'm Blowing's fans have some superb, absolutely superb songs. Um, musically brilliant, but Pohang Steelers, what are you doing? Get some better songs. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Jack, before we close out, any which which league do you reckon is going to be covered next in Surya? Um, probably uh, the Polish league, based off the rumours that you've told me. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I kind of set you up yeah. for, for just like, you know, talking about what I've said there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't remember who it was. Um, if you, if it was you that posted on Twitter, um, kudos to you. Um, I don't pretend to, uh, lay claim to, to figuring, figuring that one out, but, uh, Sora indicated that some of the Polish games have, um, or at least the next games have appeared for those players that are playing in the Polish league that have a card, um, if they've appeared on Soria, um, it says sort of like cancel or something next to it. But each time new leagues have appeared, that same sort of thing has happened. Um, yep, just before they've gotten coverage in Soria. So would not surprise me if Polish league is one of the next ones announced. All right, Jack, we've drawn on for long enough. Um, that's us for episode seven. Uh, Get in touch with us on Twitter at SoRareGrind. Send us an email, SoRareGrind at gmail.com. Um, tell you what, if you send us uh, the most interesting email that gets sent to us, uh, I'll give away a card, and I promise it will be um, a reasonable one. At least at least as reasonable as Lee Chung-Yong. Maybe better. We'll see, see how the game week goes. If the game week goes well, then I'll, maybe that's all be quite charitable. Or maybe Jack will even be charitable too. Mm. That sounded like a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's us. Later.